Good morning, Vietnam! If you know that reference, you're a valued member of society, and I welcome you to the fourth episode of the Freedom Falls podcast, the only podcast in the world that promotes free living and happy thinking. All right, let's get right into episode four. Look at that, boys. We're already on the fourth week of the podcast, and I'm ready to absolutely dive into this one because it's going to be a good one. Glad you guys could join me on this beautiful Saturday morning. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we're ready to get this day started. Oh, man. I've had a pretty pretty relaxed weekend. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I recently ate at a pretty nice uh, restaurant in my hometown called Scott's Hamburgers. Now, let me tell you, I'm not one to go out to all these fancy restaurants. You know, I don't drop a lot of money on fancy foods. I, I, I pay for the the quality of the food. I I don't necessarily pay for the fancy environment and the service and all that stuff. As long as the food is good, I will continue to go there, right? So there's another hamburger joint that's family-owned that's kind of close by to the Scott's Hamburger Place that I always go. It's called Stepping Stone. And me and all my high school friends, we used to go there a whole bunch and uh, eat like after school because, A, they have such amazing prices. It's like three bucks for a burger, and then it's maybe a dollar extra if you want like fries and a drink. I mean, it's absolutely unbeatable for the quality of food and the price. But it's a lot different from like your standard like restaurant of like the real fancy environment and the incredible service where the waitresses are all dressed up and and you know you feel like you're in a movie whatever you're eating, you know, I could go without that. That's what makes this uh, stepping stone place so good. So I always, I always love eating here because it's absolutely amazing. Um, but I went to go eat there and the, the place was absolutely packed. You know, it's not, it's not a very small restaurant, or it's not a very big restaurant, my fault. And there's about, you know, with COVID going on, I think they've spaced out a lot of the chairs. Or, uh, you know, actually, maybe in that city, the uh, the ordinance, the uh, the COVID ordinance isn't even like a thing anymore. I'm not even sure if the, if like, because it's different in my town, like masks are still required. But in some surrounding counties, uh, they're starting to lift the mandate, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, so I went to go visit Stepping Stone and it's absolutely packed. And I, I knew Scott's Hamburgers was right around the corner. I, you know, I've never eaten there because Stepping Stone is so good. And like the price is just so good. I just don't feel like I need to try any place else because I kind of know like how, how better can it get than almost a full blown meal? And like, they're good hamburgers. They're great sized hamburgers. For around three bucks and fifty cents. I mean, what is this, the eighties? So I show up to to Scott's hamburgers, you know, order my just standard cheeseburger, fries and a drink. It's like six bucks, maybe. It was like a couple bucks more than Stepping Stone. 
which still makes the point clear of why I'm going to continue to go to Stepping Stone because it's the exact same quantity of food for for the price or for a better price, I should say. So, but yeah, no, Scott's hamburgers was was pretty good. Uh, burger was awesome. Fries were good. They almost tasted like Brahms. If you've ever been to Brahms, uh, it's kind of a more well-known restaurant. Definitely not family-owned. Well, I don't know. Is Brahms a family-owned restaurant? Really, we're gonna look that up. I'm kind of curious. Um, but yeah, no, the um, the burgers were really good. The fries were really good. And, you know, I just got a water. I'm not too fancy when it comes to drinks or milkshakes or anything. Actually, I take that back. I'm a huge advocate for milkshakes. If I find a place that has good milkshakes, I will continue to go there just because of the aspect. Um, just because of the aspect if if milkshakes are good. Yeah, no, I love milkshakes. But that's kind of a that's kind of a coin toss. I mean, some places the milkshakes are really bad. Like I've definitely been to uh a number of places and wanted to try out the milkshakes and they turn out to not be that good. All right. Wow. To my, uh, to my surprise, family owned and operated Brom incorporated headquarters is a, yeah. Uh, as of June, 2002, they were, let's see. Wow. Uh, I got a bunch of stores Brahms does in, uh, Kansas, Texas, Arkansas. Yeah. I figured they were like, a, they were, um, kind of a Midwest company, but I didn't know if they were family owned or not. Um, yeah, no restaurants like that really give me a, like stepping stone and Scott's hamburgers. You can't beat, you can't beat family owned stuff. Cause they, they come up with the best prices and they figure out how to actually make the food without them being too much processed. Cause they, you know, they definitely don't uh, poorly mistreat their stored food, like maybe Burger King or McDonald's where they just have all this frozen food in the, in the freezer for months. You know, most of it is fairly fresh, what, which makes it a lot more healthy and, you know, most of the time, but yeah, no. Sometimes it's good to uh, to eat at restaurants that are a little bit fancy. Sometimes you you want to get that extra experience of like, yes, I'm paying to have a nice environment, sit in some nice luxurious chairs, and sit down and have a meal. Especially if like you're going on a date or something. Say say you're not even like eating for yourself or out eating with your family. That's like half the reason those restaurants are there, so you can enjoy the environment to like say, hey. I'm taking this person to a nice restaurant. You know, you don't want to go to like a, you probably wouldn't want to go to like a, um, to like kind of a rundown family owned restaurant for like your one year anniversary or like a, or like a business meeting, you know? I mean, who knows? You might, I would be totally down to take my future wife to like a family owned burger joint as the one year. I mean, that, that would be amazing. But yeah, no, you definitely you definitely pay the higher price to go to those luxurious restaurants, like uh, like those high standard steak or uh, what is it? Yeah, the steak joints like mahogany's and stuff. Steaks are like sixty bucks, but you know that the steaks aren't really sixty bucks. But you're just like you pay for the environment and the service and stuff, and 
I love it. Some of those huge restaurants, you can just go in and like say it's your birthday and they're like, oh, sweet. They sing you a little song and then they bring you out like a chocolate cake that probably isn't good. But it's just like the fact that like they have the system set up to give you free cake if it's your birthday. I love that. I've also been to places uh, in like Missouri and kind of up north where, um, oh man, I forgot the restaurant. Oh my gosh. If anyone can chime in and remind me what this restaurant was, oh my gosh. But it's a place, oh my God, they serve great catfish. I'm talking, this catfish slaps more than any other restaurant I've ever been to. But the the thing that they're famous for is they throw hot rolls at you, like freshly made rolls. They're like butter rolls, sweet rolls, forgot what you call them, but they're just pretty standard rolls. But like, that's their thing. That's like every 20 minutes, uh, the waitress will come around with a basket absolutely full of these rolls and they'll just toss them all over the restaurant. Probably don't do that now because of COVID, because obviously they'd go on the floor and then you'd pick them up, like dust them off a little bit, then you'd eat them. Or, you know, if you got hands of a baseball pitcher you just absolutely reach your arm up and outfield that sucker um yeah no that was awesome that would always test my uh test my outfield skills whenever i'd be sitting there with like a sitting there at the table with my family and like the waitress would like ding the bell and the music would go and they just start throwing rolls at you great great times i love restaurants that like have that type of thing set up to where they have like these crazy crazy like celebratory kind of uh, traditions that they have. So I haven't been to many restaurants that do crazy traditions like that. But I've been to enough to know that like most restaurants, or at least some of like the, the more bigger kind of outskirts restaurants that have those crazy, crazy, uh, things for the customer kind of like the kind of like for entertainment in a way like the throwing the rolls and uh you know the singing for the happy birthday like not all restaurants do that but they try to pick up on the experience of being at the restaurant which helps their customer feedback and all that and uh sometimes i can be pretty selective of where i eat when it comes to like fancy restaurants wise because I've been to a few restaurants that are like really fancy, you know, like the prices are a little above what I'm willing to spend, but like, you know, I'm just trying the restaurant out cause I, you know, never been there or whatever, but like sometimes like it'll be kind of overwhelming. Like usually there's like, it's either like too much noise to where like, it's almost distracting you know, eating at these restaurants, like a lot of people are talking, they don't really have much soundproofing going on. Or I've been to like really fancy restaurants and like the, the music is too loud. And, you know, that kind of deters me from coming back because I, you know, if I didn't have a good experience the first time, like what makes me want to come back, like the food would have to be absolutely amazing for me to come back to like those kind of annoying environments in a way. But I've also been to like some pretty fancy restaurants that are like, really dark even if it's like midday they keep it like really dim and it's just like a real cozy environment 
that makes you want to just sit there and lounge a little bit while you're eating on like steak maybe and you know you got your little like mac and cheese and some corn and you're just sipping on some sweet tea oh my goodness that sounds good right about now i'm getting mouth water and just thinking about it i um i went to a pizza place uh that's downtown and you know i can Oh, man, you really got to pick and choose what places you go downtown because it can either be $3 for a pizza or $50 for a pizza. So I uh, went to this uh, pizza place, and I think it's called, oh, man, I'm not even sure. I think it's called Bohemian, the Bohemian pizza. I don't know. But I went there. I've gone there like a couple times. The prices are a little bit more than Domino's, I'll just admit. Um but yeah, no, I, the first time I went there, I went with a few buddies because like the interior looked intriguing because it had a uh, glass windows. We like looked inside and we're like, I mean, Hey, it looks pretty good to eat. So uh, we go in there and it is, it's real cozy. It's that real cozy environment that I absolutely love in restaurants. Like it's quiet. The music is like, uh, what music was playing? It was like some indie rock, um, but I mean, it was real, real low and like it was a good lounging restaurant for you to like enjoy eating your pizza at, which I really, I really like. And like the chairs are real nice. Like they weren't, you know, they weren't too uh, old or something. They were nice. Um, and they had like all these candles everywhere. The both times I've gone to this pizza place, it was nighttime because I don't know. I've, I, I don't know how this place would look when it's daytime because it's really, really nice when it's nighttime. And they've got all these candles and like, OK, so they uh, they sold like non-traditional pizzas like the pizzas were like pretty gourmet, but not too gourmet to where like you eat a couple slices and you're like, bro, I, I want to throw up because it's just too rich. You know, you ever eat those foods that like you're just not used to eating? They're like almost too fancy and it makes you sick after like a few bites. It wasn't like that, but like they were made in the style of that, if that makes sense. And I think I had something along the lines of like an Alfredo pizza with like some chicken and spinach on it. And some type of sauce that I didn't know how to pronounce. But, uh, you know, it looked good on the menu. And I was like, yep, we're getting that one. Real small pizza. Like, I'm talking a little bit bigger than, uh, like, both my hands put together, maybe. And it was, like, 15 bucks for one pizza. You know, not the best price. I definitely wouldn't eat there every other day. But, uh, you know, every once in a while, it's good to eat at those places just to get the feel of what the food feels like, you know, enjoy uh, being there and, you know, get to know how the service is and all that. Waiter was awesome. Comes up to us and he's like, hey, guys, you know, welcome to the Bohemian. Uh, what can I, you know, what can I get you to eat? I really appreciate waiters or waitresses that that act like they care to be there, you know. They're probably in the middle of uh, reaching their goals in life. And, you know, you need to you need to grind a little bit to get to where you want to be. And, uh, you know, they probably don't want to be there unless they actually are really passionate about being a waitress or waiter. In that case, more power to them. But, no, it really goes a long way when your waiter goes out of their way to act like 
they uh, care about their job and care about serving you to the best of their ability. It really, it really is a good feeling, which makes you even want to tip them more, which is even, you know, a better reason to be a better server or, uh, or waitress and waiter. So uh, I love treating those people with respect because they do a lot of hard work. I mean, it's darn near like the construction work of like the food industry in a way, if that makes sense, but like, you know, a lot better. But by far, day-to-day eating, I just prefer just a regular old burger joint. Like, the food is good. It tastes better than most of the fast food stuff. Um, you know, I like the Wendy's. The only, like, fast food I really like is, I'd say, Wendy's. Because, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard about the 4 for 4. But I actually did, like, a school project on it. Because I love the um, the logistics behind the pricing of like the dollar per value of this meal, right? So you get four nuggets, a small little burger and a drink, or you can substitute it for the frosty, which is like a little frozen custard, you know, pretty small little cup, but still you got to think that like, it's, it's darn near like a milkshake, right? A chocolate milkshake. And then it, it comes with like a small little deal of fries. And I'm not even joking when I'm when I say after tax, this thing is like four bucks and 40 cents under five dollars. Tell me a place that you can get fries, nuggets, a small burger and a chocolate milkshake for under five dollars. I will wait because you're not going to find it. That's why I like Wendy so much is because just that alone value meal is is tops any place and it's good like i haven't tried uh the rest of the wendy's menu but you know i don't really need to if i can just eat the four for four and not spend the money to just you know eat something that's probably going to taste similar right uh i know i know mcdonald's probably doesn't have that good of value it's probably like a dollar or two more because think about it right the nuggets probably alone is like two bucks fries probably another two bucks drink is a dollar the burgers at least two dollars to three dollars i mean at the end of the day it's like a nine dollar value for you know almost half the price so yeah no the wendy's four for four if you haven't had it i highly recommend it because the dollar per value is just astronomical in the fast food industry but yeah no burger joints over fast like really really fancy restaurants any day and, uh, you know, that's what I like to eat. Have you ever been at like a restaurant or a fast food place and your total comes out dead even? Like say it's like 10 or $11, like on the dot. No sense. It, it's just a flat dollar amount. It, I mean, it could be a one and done transaction. Your waitress is like, hey, your bill is $11. Fast food totals $11. You can just pay, you know, 11 and you, you're done. Absolutely no sense involved. You don't get change back. It's it's such such a simple, it's such like an underrated feeling that I think goes unnoticed that it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's as satisfying for me as it is for y'all. But um, that is one of the many underrated things in this life. I was thinking about the other day, like what are some absolutely underrated things that we just totally uh, dismiss in like day-to-day life, right? So, you know, some things that I'll, I'll kind of do is I'll do like random acts of kindness. 
Like I'm not, I'm not like too much of like a absolutely go out of my way to, to help people. But no, no, no. When I'm in a situation where I can help someone that looks like they're in need or, you know, just to do that extra step to make someone feel good in their life, right? Like holding a door for someone who's got like a load of groceries or like maybe, you know, I'm in a position to open the door for them. Obviously I'm going to go out of my way and do that. And it's not that like, I want to show people like, Hey, look at me. Like I'm doing something nice. It's like a personal fulfillment deal. That is like such an underrated feeling. I, I urge you today. If you're, Hey, if you're going out shopping, if you're going out doing anything, open the door for someone and tell me you don't feel like an absolute superhero after you do it. Um, you know, that's, that's what I love doing sometimes. Even if like you see that like your neighbor is having trouble with something, go over there and offer them, Hey, you know, is there anything I can do to make whatever you're doing easier? You, you will feel a million times better. And it is such an underrated feeling or another underrated thing is like whenever you're at a concert, you know, I mean, even, even though we don't have concerts now, uh, thank you, COVID. Very cool. Um, but back when we did have concerts, like, have you ever been in that situation where like the whole crowd is singing at once to like the lyrics and like there's hundreds of people all in unison that they know the lyrics and they know like the pitches and everything. And you're just sitting there like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. Like I am a part of the singing going on. I mean, it is an absolutely underrated feeling of singing together the lyrics with a crowd. Absolutely crazy. Another uh, underrated feeling that, you know, you, you rediscover almost every time it happens, but have you ever like ran your hair across recently cut hair like you know being a dude uh, i cut my hair pretty pretty frequently um but i recently kind of funny story i recently uh got into cutting my own hair because uh you know a save money right b i wanted to see if i could do it right i feel like if you really put in the time to learn anything you can do anything right so, you know, I kind of took on the challenge of like other people cut their hair on their own. Like, why can't I just learn to cut my hair on the own? Save me the trouble of going to the places, you know. Um, well, I'd like it cut here. And, you know, you go to the barber place or unless you have like a person who knows how to cut your hair right. But every time I go to this place to get my hair cut, I tell them exactly what I want. I've even shown them pictures of what I want. And it doesn't necessarily turn out the way I wanted it to, right? So I uh, I was like, fine, I'll just take matters in my own hand. I'll learn how to cut my own hair. Went into the mirror, got the uh, got the scissors. I, you know, obviously I looked up plenty of videos of how to cut your hair, but I was determined to learn this because it's such like a unique skill set to have. And I figured that's pretty interesting if I could learn how to do this. So lo and behold, I successfully cut my hair the way that I wanted it to. I, you know, I mean, it, it took me not even going to lie three hours and uh, my hair isn't even that long anymore, but I had the mirror and I had all the scissors and stuff, cut my hair just fine. Obviously there was a little touching up I had to do afterwards, you know, after the hair dried and everything. But what I was going to relate to this is after I cut my hair and this happens every time I get my hair cut. Like you feel like the back of your head or the sides of your head. And oh my gosh, the feeling 
of like freshly cut hair is awesome. It's like a newborn puppy almost, like a little longer maybe. It's like, I don't know, I don't know like what makes the hair feel like that, but like hair feels so good. It's like running your hand on like a, like a new rug or something. I mean, it just feels awesome. Like a day after you get your hair cut and it like all the hairs are like neatly cut. I don't know. It's kind of weird to explain. But if you have definitely felt your hair right after you cut it, it feels absolutely amazing. I don't know why, but I'm not complaining about that underrated thing that's, you know, in our lives. Putting on clothes straight out of the dryer is also another good one that I absolutely love. You know that feeling. You got to rush to work. You got to rush to school. You got to rush to whatever important things going on in your life. Boom, slap your clothes in the dryer. But you don't have time. You don't have time to sit there and, you know, just let it simmer in the dryer. I mean, you got to pop those puppies on and get your day started, right? I absolutely love that feeling. You know, you're fresh out of the shower, maybe, or you're just lounging in your room, whatever. Get your clothes out of the dryer, pop those puppies on. You feel like you're wearing a heated blanket for about like 30 seconds because the heat wears off. And then you're like back to body temperature. But like for a split second after you get the clothes out of the dryer, it's like you're wearing a heated blanket. And it's absolutely amazing. It makes your body like 20% warmer. It's just a great feeling. Oh, so cozy. And then, you know, you get that like brief moment of like, man, I really don't want to leave my house. I just kind of want to stay in this nice warm clothes. But then your clothes get cold and you're like, all right, well, back to the over routine. Just me. Okay. Another good one is meeting your friend's dogs. I don't know what it is, but every time I meet a friend's dog, it is such a rejuvenating feeling. I mean, just like the fact that like a dog is so excited to see you, it's practically shivering. It's so excited is already a good feeling. But like meeting a new dog that you're already friends, like your homies with the owners with, but you get to like meet their pet and their pet is absolutely ecstatic to see you for some reason. I don't know why dogs get so excited seeing new people, but it is such an awesome feeling when, when like your friend's little Shih Tzu is like absolutely going bonkers because he hasn't seen a new person in like a week. I, you know, it's absolutely hilarious, but like, that's another good feeling because you feel like you're special to this dog when you're really not. It's probably some innate thing that the dog has you know, but uh, you know, again, one of those things I'm not complaining. It's just another underrated thing that I value a lot in life. Yep. There's a lot of underrated things that uh, we don't take advantage of in life, but you know, when, when we spot them, when they happen, it's absolutely amazing. Go out there, try something new. Uh, you know, take advantage of all the underrated things in life. There's plenty out there. Let me tell you. And uh, yeah, that's on that's on that. So, you know, with that said, a little bit of a shorter episode. No problem with that at all. I'll uh, I'll see you guys back here next Saturday. I'm gonna try to think of a think of a cool topic, maybe or a cool story. I'm gonna try to figure out something to get you guys uh, engaged in the topics as well. You know, there's got to be something out there to get you guys more involved in the podcast. So, hey, but you know, we'll figure that out eventually. Uh, it's only episode four. We're only going up from here, baby. Top of the mountain. Here we come. 
So uh, with that, you know, I'll see you guys next Saturday back here on the Freedom Falls podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you next week, guys. Later.